It's time now for the complete story, a public news and information feature of Bot Radio Network to keep you informed about the most important issues of our day. Now, here's the BRN father and son team, Dick and Rich Bot, with today's complete story. I'll tell you what, folks, today's complete story is going to be just a blessing. It's going to remind us of our roots. It's going to remind us how important it is to be a mother. You know, every one of you have had one, <laughs> or you have one now, and uh, motherhood, because this is Mother's Day, right, Rich? That's right. What a wonderful thing to celebrate. God bless yeah. you, Mom. Uh, Rich, you have a mother. I sure do. Happens to be my wife. <laughs> That's right, and my grandmother was your mother. That's exactly right. How important in God's plan for humankind for mankind, that we have mothers that take care of us and be what the husband, the father, cannot be. That's all part of God's plan well, I'll and tell you God's what. created order. Yeah. Well, all right. Let's just go right into it. God made a mother. Listen to this, folks. Because God needed someone to love the least and the little into a real whole people. He knew that to love is to suffer. So God made a mother. God said, I need someone to get up at midnight, scoop up the most fragile of humanity, close to her warmth, sing a lullaby to soothe so the whole house doesn't wake up and rock until pieces come, though she can hardly stand. So God made a mother. I need somebody strong enough to open a pickle jar, yet gentle enough to tie a ponytail. Somebody who prizes refrigerator art, feeds the pets so they're not forgotten, works hard over a meal, feeds the family and friends with holds her own appetite until everyone has had their full before she has hers. Turn a rainy sleepover into an indoor dance party and the next good day through squinted eyes says, come back real soon and mean it. So God made a mother. God said, I need somebody willing to sit up all night with her teen daughter after the first heartache, then dry her eyes and say, God's going to work it out. I need somebody who can shape a volcano for a science fair experiment, have a full change of clothes and a purse, who can make a fort of pillows, organize snacks, clean mud tracks, and who, getting son's license and sissy's piano recital, will finish her 40-hour week by Tuesday at noon, then painted from the lack of sleep, put in another 72 hours, having stinky floors, dirty ovens, and happy kids. So God made a mother. God had to have somebody who would look into her husband's eyes and say, I believe in your decision, and I'm your biggest fan. Not love, confrontation, but stand for what is right. When the neighbors lost a loved one, be the first one to respond with a meal and prayers throughout the night. So God made a mother. God said, I need somebody steady enough to not stop praying over that prodigal yet. Gentle, excited enough to welcome him home with a soup and a hug. We'll stop her laundry folding for an hour to have a deep talk with her daughter whether she should go with Rosie or fuchsia lip gloss for her first prom. Had to be somebody who'd make manners a priority and ice cream runs frequently. Somebody to pray, serve, sing, cook, clean, and worship, and feed, and buy the milk, and replenish the toilet paper cabinet. Encouraging texts to her son while she embodies Proverbs 31, and finish a hard week's work with a five-mile drive to church. Somebody who'd bail a family together with the soft, strong bonds of sharing, who would laugh, and then sigh, and then reply with smiling eyes when her daughter says she wants to spend her whole life doing what mom does. So God made a mother. Hmm. Oh, I love that. I just love that. He says it just the way it is. And it's just as you are working through life from childhood on, 
uh, mother is the one that will always see your side of the story. Isn't that true, Rich? Yeah, that's true. It was true in my case. But listen, <laughs> and I love the way he, he talks about God, and, and we thank God for our mothers. Yes. Now we open God's Word because Adrian Rogers, one of my very favorite preachers on Bot Radio Network, when Adrian Rogers was alive, he preached a message on this same subject. And, you know, Rich, I've said many, many times the family was God's first organization, first creation. And the family came first. First institution and, he created. And then the church to serve the family, teach the family, give the family fellowship and community. And then third, a civil government to be sure we had an mm -hmm. orderly society, a well-organized society. Right. And family, all, family, worship, and that government. You know, kind of all the things we don't have now around talk about order and uh, all that sort of thing. But that was God's plan. Now, Adrian Rogers preached a message on this. Listen to this, folks. The Bible says, Honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. This is the fifth commandment. And God gives the Ten Commandments, and he puts the Ten Commandments into two categories. The first four commandments deal with our relationship to God. We call those the vertical commandments. Then the last six uh, deal with our relationship to one another. And it is interesting that God starts the last of these six uh, with our relationship to our parents. But we can understand that. And so our Lord tells us that we're to honor our father and our mother. Uh, they're the first people we meet. And so we're to learn to honor them. If we can't honor our father and our mother, how can we honor strangers? And later on, he's going to tell us such things as don't steal, don't kill, don't commit adultery. But before he tells us those things, he tells us to honor father and mother. I want to talk to you today about how you can be the child of a very happy mother. Now, I'm going to be talking about both parents, but primarily the emphasis here is on mother. Number one, if you want to have a very happy mother and very happy father, you should obey them. You should obey them uh, when uh, you are young. Now, the Bible teaches us to obey our parents. Uh, Colossians Chapter 3, verse 20, listen to this scripture. Every mother's child here, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing unto the Lord. Do you know what God says a sign of the last days is? One of the signs of the last days is this, children who are disobedient to their parents. Put this scripture down, 2 Timothy, chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. This know also, that in the last days... Perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Now here it comes again, listen to it. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. That literally means without family love. That's what that literally means. Truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. If you claim to be a Christian 
and you're disobedient to your parents, all you've got is a form of godliness. You don't have the real thing. As a matter of fact, uh, to be disobedient to your parents is to invite the sure judgment of God. But contrarywise, to obey your parents is to invite the blessing of God. Listen to this scripture, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and thy mother. Now, here in the Ten Commandments, we're told to honor our father and mother. Here in the book of Ephesians, we're told how to do it. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. God gave the Ten Commandments, but with this one, he gave a promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. Now, you want to live long? You want to uh, prosper? Then learn to honor your father and your mother. You'll learn character when you do that. You'll learn self-control when you obey your parents. You will receive God's blessing. You will receive God's protection. A child should be extremely careful that he or she uh, obey parents except when a command from a parent would come in direct conflict uh, with Almighty God. But I want to tell you something, that disobedience is a grave, grave sin in the sight of Almighty God. And if you are a child here today, living at home, I want to tell you as solemnly as I can tell you, you will be wise to obey your parents. As a matter of fact, perhaps there ought to be a sign put in your bedroom that says, warning, disobedience to your parents could be dangerous to your health. Uh, you are to obey your parents. Now, that may be old-fashioned, but the Bible says, children, obey your parents. That's one way to honor them. Uh, you should obey them when you are young. You should care for your parents when they are old. Now, the Bible teaches this. As a matter of fact, in heathen cultures, uh, people sometimes fail to care for their older parents. They leave them out to die, and yet we as a society are becoming more and more hardened and more and more heathen, and we're becoming hard-hearted uh, toward our older parents. Now, our parents loved us in spite of our faults. I know my parents love me in spite of my faults, and I have to love my parents if they have faults. If I have to carry my parents, they carried me. If I have to feed them, they fed me. Let me give you a, a very interesting passage of Scripture, Matthew chapter 15. I'm going to begin in verse uh, 3. Jesus is preaching, and this is what he said. But he answered and said unto them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother. Now remember, we're still talking about honoring father and mother. And this is what he says. And he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. That is, in the Old Testament, if you were to ever curse your father or your mother, you would be worthy to be stoned to death. But ye say, now here's where they came along with a new tradition. Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, it is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, and honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus ye have made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Now I know that's hard to understand. I'm going to explain it in just a moment. Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoreth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Now let me put that in plain English. In Bible times, 
there were people for a show of religion would come to church and they would sing praises to God. They would honor God with their lips. They would bring an offering and make an offering for the temple. And yet they had fathers and mothers that were in need that were not being honored. And God said, you are hypocrites. What they had done was to say to their father and their mother, now you know uh, what I was going to use to take care of you, I have taken down and I've given it to the temple. And so I can't take care of you, but oh, what a holy man I am. Oh, what a holy woman I am, because I've taken the gift that could have been a blessing to you, and I have given it to God. Now, some of you may use what I'm saying as an excuse not to give to God what belongs to God. And God knows how evil your heart is if you do that. But listen to what I am saying. I am saying, friend, that there is no gift that you can give to God, no service that you can do for God, no song that you can sing to God that will take the place of honoring your father and your mother. And if you fail to do that, God says you are a hypocrite. Now, the Bible says if you don't take care of your parents when they're old, not only are you a hypocrite, you are worse than an infidel. Listen to 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. But if any provide not for his own, especially those of his own house, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. <laughs> you don't even come up to the level of being an infidel if you don't take care of your own. Now, many times we use this verse to say that parents ought to take care of their children, but that's not what this verse means. It says that children are to provide for their parents. If any provide not for his own, especially those of his own household, he hath denied the faith and is worse than an infidel. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 4, But if any widow have children or nephews, let them learn, that is, the children and the nephews, first to show piety at home and to requite their parents, for that is good and acceptable before God. I'm going to tell you, and it may hurt your feelings, and if it does, you can come up and apologize to me after the message. But if you're not taking care of your parents and loving your parents, I don't care how you sing this morning, I don't care how much you say amen or what you put in this offering plate, you've departed from the faith. You're worse than an infidel. If your religion doesn't start at home, friend, it just simply doesn't start. How can you honor your father and your mother? Number one, you should obey them when you're young. Number two, you should care for them when they are old in their old age. Number three, uh, you should honor them at all times. Now, when the Bible says here, honor your father and your mother, the word honor comes from a word that means to add weight to. But what that literally means is uh, to take your parents seriously, to add weight, dignity to who they are. Let me mention some ways now that you can give them honor. I want to mention three or four of them, maybe more. But listen, number one, show them respect. I don't care who they are. You must always show respect to your parents. I'm going to list some verses. You jot them down. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 3. Ye shall fear every man his mother and his father and keep my statutes. I am the Lord your God. Now, the word fear here is the same word that we use for the fear of God. It means reverence. You to reverence your parents. Leviticus 20, verse 9. For everyone that curseth his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. He hath cursed his father or his mother, his blood shall be upon him. 
Now, some of you youngsters ought to be uh, uh, aware of the fact that if you lived in Old Testament times, you still wouldn't be living. Uh, you would be gone because you have cursed your father or your mother. Well, you say, Pastor Rogers, uh, what if my parents are not worthy of respect and reverence? May I say that only perfect children can demand perfect parents. Now, in our home, we had very few rules, but some of the rules we had, we did not bend. One of the rules, perhaps number one, no disrespect to parents. We just did not tolerate, none. Now, if, if anybody ever got away with disrespect, my children would get away with, and very seldom they ever did, if, if ever, get away with disrespect to me, but never to their mother. I would be on them like that. If I saw one of my children disrespect their mother, I'd tear up when I think about it. I have seen that woman sacrifice for them. She went down into the valley of the shadow of death to bring them into this world. I've seen her do without, to love, to pray, to care. How dare a child disrespect that mother? Now, we're to honor them. And one way we do is to show respect. Number two, express gratefulness. Give them thanks. Children, learn to develop the attitude of gratitude. Have you thanked your parents for all that they've done? As a matter of fact, you say, well, my, my parents disciplined me too much. Thank them for that. How we need to learn to give thankfulness uh, to our parents. Now, thirdly, I, I'm talking about ways to honor them. I, I'm saying, friend, show them respect. Express gratefulness. Listen to their counsel. Proverbs chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace upon thy head and chains about thy neck. He's talking about a chain of gold around your neck. The older you get, the smarter your parents will get. And uh, you're going to understand they were not as dumb or out of it as you think. Now, why is that? Your parents have an advantage on you. They have an advantage. I told some high school senior girls, uh, you think that perhaps those of us who are mature and old, that we don't know what, what the situation is. Yes, we do. You see, David said, once I was young, now I'm old. All you can say is once I was young. We've been there where you are, but you haven't been where we are. Number four, live a life that will bring honor to them. Listen to Proverbs 23, verses 24 and 25. The father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice, and he that begetteth a wise child shall have joy of him. Thy father and thy mother shall be glad that she bear thee, and she that bear thee shall rejoice. Last of all, in honoring your parents, show your parents love. It's, it's really the sum total of everything else. Think of what you owe to your parents. They gave you life. Their blood flows through your veins. Did you know that the closest thing to God's love is the love of a mother? I'm just convinced of that. Now it's Mother's Day. Let's see if we can make it very practical. Do that extra special little chore for your mother, your father. Show them genuine affection. They want hugs. They want kisses. And listen to me. Do it soon. Now, when they die, you want to have just the finest kind of funeral for them. And you'll want special flowers. But dead noses smell no roses. If you're going to do it, do it. 
rather than saying, I wish that I had. Show love and respect if your parents are living, and if your parents are not living, give them honor and thank God for their memory. Let me just wrap this up by asking you another question. If the Bible says that we're to honor our father and our mother, and indeed we are, how much more would that apply to our heavenly father? Have you honored him? I mean, have you given your heart to him? Can you say that God is your father? Not unless you've been born into his family. And how you're born into his family? By receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord. I can tell you, precious friend, there is no way to have a happy Christian home without God in the center, Christ at the hub. Think with me, just before we pray, about a wagon wheel, an old-fashioned wagon wheel. The rim of that wheel is the parameter, and the hub is the center. Think of your home like that. The rim, the parameter of your family. Think of the members of that home as spokes in that wheel. Think of Jesus Christ as the hub, that which the whole thing revolves around. And look at those spokes. The closer they are to the hub, the closer they are to one another. That's the way it is. The closer the members of your family are to Jesus, I can tell you, the closer they're going to be to one another. Would you bow your heads in prayer? And if you're not truly saved today, I want you to receive Jesus, and I want to lead you in a prayer. And in this prayer, you can ask Christ into your heart. Now, just saying words won't save you, so you have to mean this from your heart. But pray this prayer, dear God, I know that you love me, and I know that you want to save me. Jesus, you died to save me. Thank you for paying with, for my sin with your blood. And you promised to save me, Lord, if I would trust you. I want to do that right now. I want to trust you, Jesus. Not just believe about you, but to trust you. And Lord Jesus, I do trust you. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that you paid for my sin with your blood on the cross. I believe that God raised you from the dead. And now by faith, like a child, I receive you into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive my sin. Cleanse me. Save me, Jesus. Save me right now. Thank you for doing it. Thank you, Lord. I receive it by faith, and that settles it. I don't ask for a feeling. I don't look for a sign. I stand on your word. Thank you for saving me. Oh, that was Dr. Adrian Rogers um, preached that sermon some years ago. Uh, the Love Worth Finding broadcast. We continue on Bot Radio Network, don't we? Rich? Yes, and dear listener, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Savior, let me echo what Adrian just said, and please do it today. All right, and remember, folks, God does not make mistakes. And the mother he gave you was his intention for your benefit, for your benefit, however you may have thought one way or the other as you've been growing up. Let's have some listener comments. Okay, let me give the number, 1-800-345-2621. Okay. Hello, my name is Tracy, and I just couldn't let Mother's Day go by without recognizing that my stepmom 
Lena has gone home to be with the Lord. This is our first Mother's Day without her. Um, we miss her dearly, but we would never want to take away the victory of heaven. Happy Mother's Day. We love you. Uh, amen. Amen, mm, dear God lady. God bless you, Tracy. Here's another one. Hello. I'd like to honor and show recognition to my mother for Mother's Day, Esther Hill, and my husband's mother, Roberta Stiff, and my daughter, Heather, the mother of a beautiful daughter, and my daughter, Holly, and those two beautiful boys. Thank you for these beautiful ladies that I share my life with. Oh, isn't that nice? Amen. Rich? Let's have a gentleman. I'd just like to give thanks for my mother this Mother's Day. Uh, she just passed away two months ago. My sister and I were very blessed with Christian parents who brought us up in a Christian home and sent us to Christian schools so we had the right foundation. Love you, Mom. Tell Jesus and Dad to say hi. Amen. Oh, well, I tell you what, you just you're, you had a happy mom. Uh, and, and you haven't like lost you. someone when you know where they are. There's a lady. The thing that my mom has always done for me, the thing I'm so thankful for is that through everything, she's always guided me back to God. She's always let me know that life with Him is far better than life without Him. And now she's such a good grandma to my kids. And I'm just so blessed to have her as my mother. Uh, see, with Rich, this is Mother's Day. Here's another one from a lady. I praise God for my mother, Miss Alberta Eccles, because she has taught us so many values. She has just taught us about loving the Lord and loving one another. And I'm just truly, truly grateful for her. She has been a blessing to me and my brothers. And I just want to give a thank you. I praise God for my mother each and every day. Amen. 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 All right, now listen, here's another lady. My mother was a farmer's wife. She was a Proverbs 31 woman. They had four boys and four girls. She made all of her clothes. She always worked in the garden. She canned fruit from the orchard and canned vegetables from the garden. And I just wanted to call in and wish my mother a happy Mother's Day in heaven. She passed away in 2014. She was 93 years old. Oh, dear lady, when I was listening to you very carefully... And what you said, it reminded me of my own mother. We had three apple trees in our backyard, and my mother used to can those apples. She would put them away for preserves and, and the canned apples and, and made applesauce and all of the everything, everything you said kind of brought back memories of my own childhood, my own mother, how I miss her even today. Well, we got to get out of here, Rich. This is Dick Bott with this chapter of The Complete Story as a public service with my son, Rich, and we'll see you later. Happy Mother's Day. 